Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody, the last podcast without having seen SMU football up close and personal for the 2022 season is here, which means we're going to preview the SMU offensive line on this edition of the podcast. But we also do have a little bit of recruiting to touch on, uh, which we're going to lead off with and then get into the offensive line. Uh, and I want to lead with the big news of last week, which was 2024 quarterback Tyler Aronson committing to SMU on Friday. Uh, he was on a multi-day unofficial visit. Uh, this is somebody that I, SMU is clearly prioritized from the get-go and even dating back to much of the staff's days at Miami. Um, they were all over him. They offered him when they were at Miami. Uh, they continued to recruit him Uh from afar, uh, so to speak, once they got the job at SMU. Uh, he's going to be playing his first season at Vero Beach High School in Florida uh, on the east coast there of, of the Sun, Sunshine State. But, uh, you know, this is one that I think you just got to go back and credit relationships. You know, talking with Tyler, um, he really, really enjoyed everything uh, that SMU had to offer, you know, from the campus pr perspective, uh, from the coaching staff their plan, their system, all of those things really stood out to him. But in reality, the, the thing that I think won him over the most after talking with him was uh, the coaching staff, Johnny Brewer, Rhett Lashley. That's the big thing. Their development uh, of quarterbacks, in particular Rhett Lashley's, really stood out to him. And, and the way they recruited him, they didn't let up. Uh, they kept coming after him, and you know they won out uh, and, and got him on board. Uh, last year, he threw for 20, 2,177 yards and 29 touchdowns with five picks at the Benjamin School. Um, now playing at Vero Beach uh, this fall, we'll get a chance to see him uh, there. Um, you know, I think with SMU, you know, now you have your leader of that 2024 class. And that's something that Tyler really you know, told me was important. He wanted to get this decision done. He went into that visit knowing that he wanted to commit to SMU and just that he wanted to see the boxes checked, and they did that on the visit. They met with him in depth on the scheme, how he'd be coached. He got to get around the team a little bit, got to get around some of the 2023 commits they had on campus. Just overall, it, it was like an official visit. So um, SMU knocked it out of the park, but the relationships were really key with this one uh, and getting him to commit. So that was big news on Friday uh, and on Tuesday. Um or on Monday night, we, we saw SMU land a commitment uh, from Jamarian Carroll, uh, the, the 2023 Wichita Falls Hershey um, wide receiver who SMU had really uh, turned the heat up on as of late. You know, I think SMU was looking for a third receiver in this class, um, and they got him on board, 6'2", 195-pounder, uh, committed, committed to SMU over San Diego State, Texas State, and Texas Tech. Uh, I really like this pickup for SMU. I mean, you turn on the tape and uh, you see somebody that you know just makes plays. Um, Record-setting receiver uh, for his high school, 1,132 yards, 66 catches, and 15 touchdowns on his junior year, um, and now gets to go into his final high school football season looking to top that. Um, also plays for the basketball team. So I really like this pickup for SMU. Um, I haven't really gotten to dive in and find too much as far as track data for him. Um, so I think that's something that'll really kind of 
you know, potentially hold him back from a rankings perspective. Uh, but Texas Tech, you know, offered him pretty early on and actually you know, just kind of it's Googling. I did find that this spring in April he ran 11-2-8. Isn't great, but he is a bigger kind of bodied receiver. Um, and, and so maybe, maybe you know, he just, just wasn't able to put down good times this spring. But, you know, I just think that this, this pickup um, – you know, in digging around, SMU is pretty high on what he could bring to the table. So uh, that is yet another commitment in the class of 2023. Um, if you're on on theponyexpress.com, you knew that was one we were expecting once I put my prediction pick in for him. Um, that brings the class to 16 commits in the class. Um, once he's rated, I think we'll be able to see uh, kind of where they land as far as the class rankings in the AAC. Him and Lonnie Johnson are two guys that needs to be need to be ranked, um, which could really you know change where they sit because right now they sit in third in the class classes among the AAC. But I can tell you that this is one that Rob Likens is pretty excited to have on board. So that's the latest commitment for SMU. Uh, again, if you're a subscriber on the site, uh, that. Uh, isn't all I think they're going to come away with in August. We dropped some notes over the weekend as well. So um, more could be on the way for SMU after um, a big barbecue last week on campus uh, that they held. So now, um, look, SMU sits in a really good spot with this class. They can be picky. Um, they're still after a running back, as we know, uh, and, and we'll continue to track that. But um, I don't think they're done in the month of August, so be sure to keep it locked on theponyexpress.com. And we're going to do a little mini fall camp special for those who, those of you who haven't subscribed to the site just yet. Um, a dollar uh, gets you one month of coverage for ontheponyexpress.com, so be sure to check that out. Uh, that special will start Thursday morning of fall camp, so be sure to take advantage of that. If you don't subscribe to the site already, you can get all of fall camp and into the regular season covered for just $1. Be sure to check that out. Now, let's end our fall camp position preview series uh, on an interesting note, which is the offensive line. And this is a position group that I feel like every year we talk about, well, they've got to get better. They've got to do this. They've got to do that. And sure enough, they they do. And we saw last year they tried to move guys around, revamp the whole offensive line by doing that. And it wasn't, wasn't what ended up working out for SMU. Uh, they ended up, after a few games, reverting to kind of more so the 2020 look on off on the offensive line where uh, Jalen Thomas was at left tackle. Um, they had Hayden Howerton and Alana Lee inside, um, Justin Osborne, uh, Marcus Bryant. Um, you know, this is now a group that I think would guarantee justice, probably has a little bit more confidence to go ahead and get moved around based on what we saw in the spring. And they need to understand that, hey, this this has to happen for us to be the best unit. You know, Jalen Thomas, you got to come with a little bit better uh, play this year along the interior. And I think he knows that if that's where he ends up uh, going. You know, that was a big reason why he came back. He didn't think he had his best season. And you look at the NFL projections, they say, hey, you're going to be an interior guy in all likelihood. Come show it, put it on tape. Um, and so he returns. And let's kind of lead off there because I think Jalen Thomas is going to be one of the starters. I can see him being at left guard. And next to him on the left, I, I think it's going to end up being Marcus Bryant. Uh, still somebody that, you know, you're waiting for this aha moment to go, you know, to click with him. Um, he was nicked up a little bit in the spring. 
Saw him on Wednesday, was moving around pretty well. Um, you know, just looks the part. Uh, when you see him, I mean, he really does look like somebody that is a uh, prototypical left tackle uh, and, and just really with his length, you know, is going to be on the on the edge, whether it's on the left or the right. We'll kind of see if, you know, Garen Justice flip-flops guys a little bit. Um, but you hope this is the year for him that he turns the corner. Um, and opposite of him, I have a newcomer starting at right tackle, Owen Condon, Georgia transfer. I think he's got your prototypical size you look for at that position. Uh, I, I think, you know, Dalton Perdue hasn't been able to be healthy. Uh, it seems like in fall camp or spring or whatever that he ends up getting nicked up and losing a lot of reps. And so if that's the case, you know, I think he's kind of in a got to show me you can stay healthy phase right now with me at least. I would see Owen Condon being able to, you know, man that right side. Justin Osborne is who I would have next to him at right guard. Somebody who's consistently been there um, outside of Hayden Howerton starting the first two games at right guard for SMU last year. Uh, he started every game at right guard, um, and and I believe he pretty much started all of the 2020 season as well at right guard. So very very well versed in that position. Uh, has played a lot has really trimmed down. He missed pretty much all the spring, if not the entirety of it, um, recovering from injury, and now just really looks apart. He was one of the guys that I I felt like watching them in their uh, you know final summer workout that was noticeably thinner, noticeably uh, in better shape. So if that's the case, I could see him being a, uh, you know a good spot there at right, at right guard. And then the center position, this is where it could all be tossed up in the air and we don't know what will happen. Joe Bissinger, the Virginia transfer who's played a good bit in his career, but I don't think has really played much center, if at all, um, in a game setting. I think when I saw him last week, I think his body type's kind of perfect for that, for that spot. So I went ahead and plugged him in at center. I think you could see Branson Hickman uh, in there. You could maybe see a wild card in there. Um, Jalen Thomas worked out there in the spring, but I, I do think it probably comes down to Branson Hickman and Jalen Thomas battling for this spot. And if Branson Hickman is somehow able to to beat out Joe Bissinger, does that mean we see somebody like Justin Osborne get kicked out to a tackle spot? Um, do we see Jalen Thomas, uh, you know, move around a little bit? That's going to be kind of a wild card. And then you get into it. And you have guys like Phelan Robinson, who's played kind of all over, but is a mammoth human. And then Cameron Irvin, former walk-on, who's who's found himself playing a lot um, throughout his SMU career for a walk-on. Ben Sparks is hanging around. Aaron Smith. Uh, you know, who knows kind of what, uh, what name could emerge and push a starter in fall camp. And especially if Branson Hickman can find a way to grab that center spot. That could throw things in for a little bit of a loop as far as who fits in there. So I think the center spot is kind of the key to this whole offensive line um, being successful. You know, Hayden Howerton's played very well there uh, for the last couple years. But now you bring in Branson Hickman, that's going to be, um, or Alana Lee, sorry, played there pretty much, you know, the entirety of his career and um, until they had some injuries, they moved him out. Uh, but look, this is a position that, when it when SMU's had somebody solid in there, I mean, dating back to Evan Brown, that's really helped these SMU offensive lines be their best. Um, 
and last year it was Lana Lee. I mean, you look at the games that they had him in there at, at center. Um, they were really rolling offensively. You know, UCF uh, late in the season, that was when Branson Hickman took over. Uh, but this is this is a, a, a critical, critical spot, especially uh, with a new offensive line coach with some new names on the offensive line. Um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what we see uh, in fall camp, where guys are playing. This is one where every year it seems like, I think this even happened last year when they kind of blew up the offensive line that I had predicted at least uh, right off the bat, but then they eventually got back to that once the season rolled around. So a really big question mark, I think, is just this unit overall. You know, offensively, you've got the wideouts. You've got the tight ends, which have plenty of question marks. Running backs are solid. You return Tanner Mordecai at quarterback. You've got Preston Stone challenging him. But it really doesn't all come together without an offensive line group that plays at a high level. So we'll have a lot more to share on this unit uh, as soon as practice is over tomorrow. Uh, and you can bet you can check that out, uh, that practice report out on theponyexpress.com. We'll be out there for the entirety of practice. We'll get you some tape. We'll get you some pictures um, and, of course, uh, practice notes. Uh, and we'll hear from a lot of the cast and crew that'll be playing for the Mustangs, coaching for the Mustangs uh, this season as uh, we'll have three straight days with uh, assistants on Thursday, Friday, as well as players, and then Saturday um, after Fan Day, we'll have Rhett Lashley and players as well for media availability. Fan Day begins at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday inside Ford Stadium, so be sure to check that out. SMU just also made an announcement that uh, before the SMU Lamar game on September 10th, Josh Abbott Band, one of uh, my favorite Texas country artists, is going to be playing before that game at Doak Walker Plaza. Uh, look, football season's here, guys. We've previewed all of these position groups. Uh, be sure to go back and check them out if you haven't already. Uh, on theponyexpress.com, you can sign up uh, for all of fall camp starting Thursday morning for just a dollar. You can get that first month covered. Um, for those of you who got the Founders hats for subscribing very early on, congratulations. I told you they were coming. They're finally here, and they look the part. So we're excited to get some more gear out to you guys. Um, hopefully in the future, get that figured out. Um, and you can rep on theponyexpress.com as well as SMU uh, with those. So um, with that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm not going to preview special teams. Uh, you've got Brian Massey as your kick returner. Uh, Jordan Curley, if healthy, at punt returner. Maybe they stick Massey back there at punt returner as well. Um, and then I think you're, you've got Colin Rogers, the true freshman, battling Brendan Hall for the starting kicker spot. Um, and you also have... Uh, Ryan Buchemski coming over from Texas, who I think is your likely starting punter this year. So with that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It's time for fall camp. The next time you hear from me, we'll have some football to talk about. Going to do a podcast immediately after the first practice of fall camp ends. We'll share some takeaways and uh, get that all out to you right away for some weekend listening um, as well before we kind of get back into the groove of these podcasts uh, throughout fall camp. So with that, guys, thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, looking forward to seeing some SMU football Thursday morning. Hope everybody has a great week, and thanks for listening. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer. 
offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.